the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Welcome to Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins, and reminding believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And remember this always, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to continue our teaching on the book of Acts chapter 1. I want to uh, 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 continue with the uh, uh, what we were speaking about last week, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and uh, then we're going to go into uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 4, and the rest of the chapter. Let's look at G- Jesus predicted his own resurrection. In Matthew 12 and 40, he says, As Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days, so shall the Son of Man be in the earth. Now, he also said in John 2.19, If you tear down this temple, I will rebuild it in three days. Speaking of himself as the temple of God, when they crucified him and they laid him in the borrowed tomb and he rose three days. Then Jesus said in Mark... 9 and 30. Let me get there. If you can, turn turn with me in your Bibles. Check check out what Jesus says. He says, And they departed from there and passed through Galilee. And he would not that any man should know it. He didn't want nobody to know this. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, this is what Jesus said, the Son of Man is delivered unto the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. They didn't understand what Jesus was saying, that he would be crucified, down the cross, lay in a borrowed tomb, and rise on the third day. So Jesus predicted his, his own death. Now, for your own reading, you can look at the book of uh, St. Luke, chapter 24, and you can read the Jesus' uh, 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 fellowship with two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus and his resurrection from the dead. Okay, let's, let's look at John 21 and 1 through 14. It's very important for you to look at that reading for yourself so you can know for yourself exactly what I'm speaking of. In John 21, 
1 through 14. After these, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. On this way, he showed himself. They were, they were together, Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. The sons of Zebedee are James and John. Simon Peter said unto him, I go fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. So Jesus has risen from the dead. He's standing on the shore. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you anything to eat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast your net on the right side of the ship, and you will find. And they cast their net therefore now, and they were not able to draw for the multitude of fishes. They cast their net on the other side of the net, on the boat, and they uh, uh, caught a multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved, I'm in John the 20th chapter, verse 7. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto him, said unto Peter, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he took off his fish's coat and cast himself into the sea. He went a-swimming. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from the land, but as it were, 200 cubits, meaning 300 feet, dragging the net with the fishes. A whole lot of fish. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals and fish laid their own in bread. This is Jesus in the flesh after he has risen from the dead. And it's Jesus said unto them, Bring the fish which ye have caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, 153. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. It was a lot of fish, a whole lot of fish, but the net didn't break. And Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples dare ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. They were like, Man, is this really real? Is this really Jesus? He's talking to us in the flesh and saying, Come and eat, but nobody asked. Jesus then cometh and take bread and give it to them and fish likewise. Now, the, verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. This is three times Jesus has showed himself in the flesh after rising from the dead. Okay? That's what he did. Now, let's go to verse 25 in John, John 21. And there are, so, there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. In other words, after rising from the dead, Jesus did so many things, signs and wonders that, that even if the world itself, if, if it was written, every one of them, there would not be enough books in the world to contain it. That's how much he did. What did he do? Signs and wonders. What did he do? I don't know. What did he do? It was so many things, 
so many things that even all the books in the world are not enough to show, to, to write about what was done. This is after he rose from the dead in the flesh. In the flesh. Now, let's go, let's go to uh, 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 Luke. No, we're going to go to uh, Acts 1 and 3. Acts 1 and 3. Okay? Let me say this. Jesus gave, gave the Great Commission in Matthew. Matthew, it was uh, 28, 18 through 20. And he's going to do it again. Okay? But he's going to give the Great Commission. Let's read what the Great Commission is. Every Christian should know what the Great Commission is. If you are a Christian, you should know what you have been committed, your commission from Jesus uh, uh, to do. And he said, after, raising, after rising from the dead, in verse 18, Matthew 28, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power is Jesus. All power in heaven and in earth. That's a whole lot of power. And he says, all power is given unto me. In verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So, He's telling them to go and make disciples and preach and teach and baptize in the name of Jesus. That's the Great Commission. Now let's go to the book of Acts and let's look at the apostles' uh, uh, passion and their affection, their devotion, their dedication, their zeal to speak and preach and teach with holy boldness Jesus Christ. Acts 1 through 3. We read that. Let's go to four. And being assembled together with them, that's Jesus and his disciples, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, ye have heard of me. What was the promise? You know what the promise was? In case you didn't, we're going to go there. John 14 and 26. This is the promise that Jesus made. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The promise of the coming of the Holy Ghost is what Jesus is talking about. 15, John 15 and 26, he reiterates. But when the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Jesus is letting them know the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, is coming. And that's what he was saying in the book of Acts. And he made this promise while with them on earth. Now he has risen from the dead and he's telling them, remember what I said to you about the promise of the uh, uh, that I gave made unto you about the Comforter coming unto you, John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, Jesus is talking to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, it is necessary 
for you that I go away. It is useful. It is profitable unto you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send them unto you. If I go away, the Holy Ghost, if, if I don't go away, the Holy Ghost ain't coming. Okay? He said, but it's important that I go away because the comforter will not come. But when I depart, I will send him unto you. When is he going to send him? We're going to get there. Let's go back to Acts. Chapter 1, verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. What is being baptized with the Holy Ghost? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Verse 6. When they were therefore come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And are you going to restore your kingdom right now, now that you have risen from the dead? Will you do that? And Jesus said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his, in his own power. It's none of your business when that's going to happen. It's not for you to know. But this is, but this is what I want you to know in verse 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Check it out. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is the same commission he's given them. When the Holy Ghost has come up on you, you're going to be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, at home, in Ju in Ju and, and Judea, around about you, in Samaria, and all around the, 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 the globe. You're going to start at home, you're going to go to another city, you're going to go to another city, and you're going to preach all around the world. These 11 men have been uh, commissioned to do just this. Now, in verse 9, he said, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, Jesus is ascending unto heaven. Check this out. And when he said all these things, and beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. They're looking. Jesus is ascending. Back to heaven. Verse 10. Acts 1. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven. As he went up. Two men stood by in white apparel. Two men stood by in white apparel. Who were these men? Men of God. Maybe angels. But they were definitely. Men of God. If they were men at all. It was two men. So it was two men. Men of God. Could have been angels of God. I don't know. Who were they? The Bible just lets us know it was two men stand, that stood by them in white apparel. In verse number 11, which also said, this, this, these are the men talking to the disciples. Ye men of Galilee, why stand you looking up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In other words, the same Jesus who was ascending into heaven is coming back again. 
is coming back again. You can read about that in Matthew 24. Matthew 24. They say, he's coming back again as you have seen him. Now, verse 12. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olive, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey, which is about two-thirds of a mile. And when they were come in, they went into the upper room where abode, where stayed both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaseus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. All the disciples are in the upper room. Verse 14, these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So, there was other women there, there was Mary there, the mother of Jesus, and Jesus' brothers, and with his brethren. Now, verse 15, and, and we're looking at Acts, verse 15, number, uh, chapter 1, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of disciples and said, the number of the names together were about 120. So there's 120 people in the, in the upper room, and Peter gets up and he starts to speak. What he's doing, he's preaching. Verse 16, and he says, men, and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost, by the mouth of David, spake concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. He's talking about Judas and what he had did, okay? For he was numbered. In other words, he said it was already written what Judas was going to do, betray Christ. In Psalms 41 and 9, he said it was already written by the prophet, by the mouth of David, before concerning Judas, who guided them that took Jesus. You know, Jesus, uh, Judas brought the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the soldiers to Jesus and sold them out for 30 pieces of silver. Verse 18, now this man purchased the field with the reward of iniquity. They paid him 30, uh, 30 pieces of silver for his wickedness. And then falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. He committed suicide and he fell down and all his bowels gushed out. Judas did that, feeling bad for what he did, feeling remorseful for betraying Jesus. 19, and it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem insomuch that that field is called in the proper tongue Alcedema. That is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitant be desolate, meaning Judas, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. In other words, somebody else needs to take the place of Judas. Another minister. We need another minister. This is Peter talking to everybody assembled. Number 21. Wherefore? Of these men which had company with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. 
We're looking at the people who are disciples of Christ, who have accompanied us during his teaching, during his ministry. And he said, and they did this, verse 22, from the beginning of John until that same day that he was taken up from us. They've been with us all the way. All the way from the baptism of John until the ascension of Jesus Christ. And he said, must one be ordained, appointed. In other words, one must be chosen and ordained to be a witness with us, meaning the other uh, 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 ten disciples, because Peter make eleven. We need one more. That's what he's saying. We need another witness. We need another witness who was a witness with us of the resurrection of Jesus. And this is what happened. Number 23. And they appointed to Joseph called Basavas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen. In other words, show us which two, which one of the two you have chosen to be amongst, amongst us to preach the gospel, to teach, to be one of us, to take the place of Judas. For what reason? Number 25, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place. So Judas, Judas messed up. We need somebody to take his place in the ministry and as an apostle of Jesus Christ. And then they gave forth, verse 26, they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. In other words, they took lots, and the number fell on Matthias. They chose Matthias, and he fell, and he became one of the disciples. Okay? Now we got 12 again. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 2. Okay, stay with me now. Verse 1. I'm going to read verse 1 through 4. And when the days of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Fifty days have passed since Christ has ascended unto heaven. Now the promise of the Father is coming. The promise of Jesus is coming, which is the Holy Ghost. And they were all in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It wasn't a wind, but it sounded like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. It was a tremendous wind that filled the house where they were sitting. And the Bible said in verse 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. 
a cloven tongue, a split tongue, a divided tongue. Guess what? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, verse 4, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Wow. They began to speak in other tongues. How did that happen? What were they saying? This is a touchy subject for some folks about speaking in tongues. Let's understand what speaking in tongues is. Go back to Genesis chapter 11. Go back to Genesis chapter 11. Stay with me now. And we're going to see how this speaking in tongues started. Verse 1 through 4. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly, and, they, and had brick for stone and slime for, for had they for mortar. They, they, so we're making brick with cement. And they said, Go, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. Man was all one language. We understand that, right? It's in the book. I just say it. God wrote in this book. They were all of one language. And they said, let's build a tower. Let's build a tower to go up into heaven unless we all be scattered. And then in verse 5, verse 5 through 7. And the Lord came down to the city to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Build it. The Lord came down from heaven. He already knew, but he came down and took a look. Well, somebody said, well, if you already know, why they had to come down and take a look? I don't know. Ask him when, ask him when you get there. <laughs> heaven, yeah, it is if you make it. But he came down, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And then, this is what God said, verse 6, Genesis 10. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. The people have one language and they can do anything that they want to do in their imagination. And God said, verse 7, Let us go down and there confound their language that they might not understand one another's speech. Let's go down there and confuse their language. When he said, let us, who's he talking to? Him. Who was he talking to? Let us go down there. Who are we talking to? Him, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Huh? That's what he said. Because he said in, in Genesis earlier, let us make man in our own image and likeness. In Genesis 6. Huh? That's him, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. He said, let us go down there and confound their language that they may not understand one another. Now, check this out. Verse 8 and 9. 
So the Lord scattered them abroad from there upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. He compiled their language, scattered them abroad, abroad on the face of the earth, all over the earth. That's when foreign languages started. And they left off. Number nine, therefore is the name of it called Babel. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from there did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. We're going to continue next week finishing this uh, 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 Acts chapter 2. I don't know if we're going to finish it, but we're going to go through it. I thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God keep you. I'm your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray. Tune in with us. Next week, Victory Lane, God bless you, God keep you. Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the Book of Acts. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 